Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. The people of Israel, they wanted more inheritance, but not there. I told the Lord, I can't go there, Lord. I, I, I can't do that. I've got back trouble. And if I lose my benefits uh, that I have now, then what will happen to me? If I leave this job and go do that full-time ministry, I'm going to lose 90% of my income. And I did. I want to go into ministry, Lord, just not that ministry. <laughs> I was an opportunist. I was trying to take my little sinful things and use them for my own gain. I had envisioned a big church that was already well established. I could go into some big building. I had my own little office over here and I had all this stuff going on. And you get in front of hundreds of people and oh, everybody's going to love you, Ray, because you're going to be such a pastor. That's not how it turned out. Actually, I'm glad I got y'all. I love this. I don't need a thousand people. I got a thousand people on the radio. But at first, when I, th- when I saw the things I was going to lose, I said, Lord, I want ministry, but not, but not like that, but not there. I want a ministry. I knew I was called. Okay, there it is, right? But not there. You see, see how stupid that sounds? I mean, it really sounds dumb. Are you all blessed here? I'm blessed because you're blessed, and I'm glad of this. But, you know, there's also more blessing in your life that you've got to leave something to get to it, and you don't want to go there. But there's blessing in it if you'll just go do it. Oh, I had to wrestle with my doubts. And I had to learn to stop admitting defeat before even stepping into the battle. Especially since God had already given me a promise of victory. What is that promise of victory? 1 Corinthians 15 57. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not dependent on me. It's dependent on Him. Now, Israel, they had the Abrahamic covenant behind them. They should have known that victory was assured to them to drive the Canaanites out. When God first called me to ministry, I should have known that I had victory in the promises that he gave me to go and do it. He had to work that doubt out of me. The Israelites should have known that they had assured victory to drive the Canaanites out. And through this study today, you probably thought, why didn't they just tap the power of the promise that they had available to them? Why didn't they just stick their hooks in it and go, there's that promise, grab it and let's go do it? Did you actually think that? I did. Why didn't you do it? It's something I have for us to think about here now is if they should have had faith in God's promise over their warfare, then shouldn't we have faith? And God's promise over our warfare too. It's easy to point at them. Oh, you, you crazy people. Why don't you wake up? Why don't you? Hello, Ray, you crazy person. Why don't you wake up? 
Why don't you go out and do the things that God gave you assurance that you can do? Did you know that you have assurance given to you in the Bible that you can do the things God calls you to do? Do you think God would call you to do something and not help you do it? If God's going to call you to it, he's going to lead you through it. And they're not really taking God's word for this. They need to have faith in him. It's easy to point our finger at Israel, but what about us? 1 John 4, 4 says, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You get saved by Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells you, okay? And then you got these gigantozoid problems come at you. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's part of your victory assurance right there. And you need to tap that promise. The power of that promise is available to you. It's like a water faucet. You just need to turn it on. There's no need to be afraid of your own Canaanites. Ooh, with their big iron chariots. Oh, Ray, I've got this big bill coming. I've got this plumbing problem at the house. My car is breaking down. Oh, those Canaanites and their big iron chariots. (laughs) You've got assurance of victory when you know that Jesus is greater than your own Canaanites are. Don't let your faith diminish down into fear to where you start admitting defeat before you ever even step into the battle. If you do that, you will, you will start a pattern, and that pattern will affect other people, and it will get them to doing the same thing. Do you know that you have what's called a sphere of influence? It's like a big giant ball that you're in the middle of, and everywhere you go, that ball extends out, and everybody that you bump into, even person X in the airport that you say hi to, one time, and you never see them again. Somehow, you have an influence over them. How you conduct yourself, whether you've got a scowl on your face or a smile. People see that kind of stuff, and you have an influence on people. If you've got a pattern of defeat, you will push out a pattern of defeat. And if you wonder why everything around me is falling apart, well, maybe you're the one falling apart that's making everything fall apart. You ever think of that? How come my life ain't better? Well, I don't know. Why don't you repent and get right with Jesus, and you'll see a turnaround happen. Don't admit defeat before you step into the battle. Don't develop a pattern of defeat. Show people a pattern of victory because you have it offered to you through Jesus Christ. Amen? 1 Peter 1 and 6 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, remember that, a little while, guys, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These trials that you're going through, or have gone through, or will go through yet, these trials are for the purpose of testing your faith. Testing your faith to prove its genuineness. You know, I, I, can, go, I can go to the gym, and if I work out, I don't get big muscles until I put them through trial. you got to make those suckers hurt, man. I've I've said before, I could almost get into the Mr. Olympia contest, but I need to work out for a few weeks before I go. Yeah, laughing so hard, I know. But at least the guys that are doing it, I've been watching those documentaries of those guys, they punish themselves. I mean, they punish themselves to go win that crown. And you don't get there by thinking about it. You get there by going through the, the trial to prove your genuineness. Those guys get up there and pose on that stage. They are proving what they've done. You can see what I've done. They prove their genuineness. Same thing with, the, with your faith. It has to be put through trial. 
to prove his genuineness. And he talks, he talks about gold because like gold is purified by fire. You heat gold up and the impurities float to the top and then they skim it off. Now the gold is much more pure. It's much more valuable. It has to be tested by fire. With faith, you're going to go through various trials that will test your faith. And it will also refine your faith. It'll make it stronger. Because believe me, the trial you're going through now that's testing your faith now is to strengthen your faith up to a level for the bigger trial that's coming. And you need to get that faith up before you get to that big one. You have assurance in Jesus Christ. He's working you up. So, you know, uh, I get to seeing how when we're refined to be found, not doubt and fear, but so that we may be found for praise, honor, and glory. Our faith tested by these things that we first look at and go, no, that's impossible. I can't do it. When you realize by the time you get through it, man, mm, God got me there, man. You realize what he's done for you? Maybe we should learn to look at trials as opportunities instead of inconveniences. I'm trying to get that perspective. God, I can't believe God's going to have me do that. Boy, I can't believe that pastor told me that. Boy, I can't believe he taught me that. Boy, I can't believe the Bible says that. I can't believe God wants me to go do that. Ain't no way. (laughs) But after you get through it, you're going to go, oh, I see it now. Man. Well, I feel better now. I'm ready to fight. Let's go. And then here comes that bigger problem. And if you repeat that pattern, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh-uh, I did that last time. It didn't work out too good. This time I'm going to go, I remember the assurance of victory. End up better for it. And you're going to set a pattern for other people to learn from. Building others up with you. And remember, we're with you in the congregation, too. You're not in it alone. We're with all of you. The Canaanites, they didn't see the Canaanites as opportunity for getting an inheritance. They saw it an inconvenience with their big chariots as a huge inconvenience. But Joshua sent them in to test their faith. Get in there. He knew it was going to test their faith. Although it is wooded, you shall cut it down, and its farthest extent shall be yours. For you shall drive out the Canaanites, even though they have iron chariots and are strong. Joshua wanted to get their faith back in line with God again, to cut that doubt out. But he had to challenge them to a trial for that to happen. What are your trials that you refuse to look at and you've been saying, I can't do it? It's time to say, God, I see where you're calling me. I guess we need to go do it. It's hard. It's not easy. Verse 18, Joshua told them that when they do finally take that area, that the mountain country and its farther extent will be theirs. That's going to be yours when you get it. It's going to be theirs. Joshua actually mapped out the vastness of their victory. He mapped out the size of their victory to inspire their faith to go get it so that they would know how big the area of their success is. They should be able to look at the land and say, we have the promise of God. We can do this. Let's go do it. Look at all that promise we have. And so what I want to do for you, I want to do the same thing for you that Joshua did for them. I want to map out for you the vastness of the victory to inspire your faith so that you can know how big your area of success is. And I'm going to do it with the Bible. John 16, 33. 
Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So how big is your victory? What is the size of your victory where you can have success in? How big is that? The entire world. The entire world is your area of success. Joshua said the Israelites had the farthest extent of the mountains, but because Jesus has overcome the world, then you have the farthest extent of this world that no matter where you go on this earth, you always have the power of God's promise available to you for having peace in your life. No matter where you go on this earth, nothing can steal your peace. He covered the whole world with that promise for you. So good. I want you to know the vastness of your success. I want you to know the area of your promise that is going to be yours. This promise is very helpful to me, especially when I go on mission trips. Because when I go on mission trips, some places can be kind of scary. (laughs) I've been to uh, Panama. I've been to Nigeria. I've been to several places. And you don't always know what you're going into. And, you know, you see some of these countries, they got these guys walking around with with rifles on their backs, and you don't know what's going to go on. I mean, I've been in Nigeria, and we know that Christians get slaughtered there. But you know what? I have assurance in Christ that even if I go to a place that where they do that, I've got the assurance of Christ's peace anywhere in the world that I go. I want you to understand the vastness of the area of your success. There's nowhere you can't go where you don't have the peace of Christ available to you in your, in your life. Don't let fear cause you to lose your trust in God. That spirit was never given to you, but Romans 12 says that God has given us a measure of faith. God never gave you fear. He gave you faith. I'll say it again. God did not give you fear. He gave you faith. You need to use what God gave you, not what sin is giving you. The problem might be, have you forgotten the promise of peace that Jesus offers you? The children of Joseph, they forgot God's promise of victory, and so the things that they were quite capable of doing seemed impossible to them. I don't want you to look at the things God says, you can do this, and I'm calling you to do it, go do it, and you go, no, I can't, it's impossible. Trying to get us to not say that. I don't need that pattern here, and you don't either. We need a pattern of success. Let us remember the victory we have in Jesus so that the things we are capable of doing through Christ are always possible. Romans 8.37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. You're more than conquerors. More than that. That impossible trial that you have on your mind right now, I know you're thinking about it this very second, and it's been weighing on you for a while. Give it to Jesus Christ. Let it go. He's got this. You never did. The weight comes from trying to figure it out yourself. Why do we look at Israel and say, why didn't you tap the power of the promise? Tap the power of the promise that God offers you, and you can do it. Don't admit defeat before stepping into the battle. I want to go into, uh, let's do communion because we're going to remember what the Lord has done for us because it proclaims the Lord's death until he returns. There's a lot of powerful thing. There's power in 
There's power in doing the things that God tells us to do. God tells us to do communion. Jesus said, do this to remember me. So we're going to remember what the Lord did for us. The power is in the cross. Our freedom from sin, our debt being paid, was done at the cross. And Jesus wants us to remember him. The struggles you're contending with right now, however big, however small, God can deal with that. From last Sunday to this Sunday, you got a prime example of exactly what I'm talking about with Michelle. She came with a health situation, a a scare, some potential problem. We prayed it. We tapped the power of the victory. And she came back saying, it's not there anymore. But what about you? What about your trial? Ray, you don't know of my trial. I don't need to know your trial. Unless you want to tell me, I'll pray. But I don't have to know it to pray over it. Jesus knows it. The Lord God knows it. And our high priest can sympathize with us. He has been through temptations in all kinds of ways as we have. I'm thinking about when the Lord went to the cross. It wasn't easy. We can sit back and say salvation's so simple, all we got to do is just repent and believe. But the hard work of it was done on the cross. Not by you, not by me, but by Jesus Christ. He sweat blood going into this. And it wasn't as much the physical suffering he went through. He was insulted. One of my biggest weaknesses is ridicule. When people ridicule and make fun of me, that just presses my buttons. And I'm not telling you that so you can use it. (laughs) I'm telling you that, that I need to learn to get past it because the Lord Jesus went through ridicule for me. He was stripped bare to nothing. He was beaten beyond recognition. He was stabbed with a spear in his side. His blood came out. Later, when he appeared before the disciples... He said, have you ever seen anything like this with flesh and bone as I am? He didn't say flesh and blood, guys. He said flesh and bone. The blood was spilled out to cover our death penalty. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let's take the bread and remember the body of Christ that was broken for us. This and this cup 
representative of his blood. All covenants are instituted by blood. Something's got to die for it. Why? Because sin does a lot of damage. Sin does lots of damage. And life has to cover it. Let's take this cup to remember what the Lord has done. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Lord, there's people here dealing with trials. They have allowed their fear to hinder their walk forward. There are people who have admitted defeat, and maybe they just now realized it today. Maybe they didn't even know they were doing it. But now they recognize, I have admitted defeat before even trying. I made it out to be bigger than it is. I forgot the area of success that God has offered me. I have forgotten the victory of Jesus Christ. And I have forgotten that I have the ability to tap that power, that promise. Lord, give them strength. Give them repentance. as they ask for it. I want to ask you to come up here if that's you. If you're dealing with something and you haven't been going like you ought to, this is a good time to come up and get prayed for. Lord, we're the sinner. We admit it. Lord, we have been admitting defeat when you told us to go. And we have cheated ourselves out of getting something good that you have offered us that we could have but we were too scared forgive us we ask for your blessing Lord God we ask you to bless us with the things you've offered us because now we realize we got to go get it we don't need to be afraid of it I thank you Father for those who've come forward those praying in their chairs we're contending with all kinds of different things we're not going to weigh out whose is bigger and whose is smaller. Lord, they're all trials. This trial is to refine us to the next one. Lord, get us through this one. But Lord, forgive me for not walking forward when I should have. Forgive me for not trusting you where I should have. Forgive me for looking at you and saying, no, not that one. Lord, I know what I need to do now. And by faith, by the power of Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. Show me the way forward, God. Show me your way forward. I repent. I ask you to forgive me for doing wrong. I look forward to the blessing you have ahead as I go that direction, even if it costs me everything. Thank you, Father. What I stand to lose is nothing compared to what I stand to gain. Thank you, Father God, for being my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being my Savior. Thank you that you gave up everything for me. I'll give up everything for you. I ask it in Jesus' name. Boy, it just gets better all the time, don't it? Thank you all for coming, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited about all the things that's going on. I see things happening in y'all's lives, and it looks good from where I'm standing, okay? <laughs>
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.